Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We are back with season six, episode forty-nine of our weekly P and Q and C and A and T videos, which is a lot of letters that basically means we're gonna take some comments, we're gonna talk about them in whatever way we want, and if you're on the video and you want to listen to this in the podcast format, you can check out the links in the description uh, to check this out on all the major podcasting platforms. And we might even answer some questions. That's true, if the feeling strikes us. So, I think that's everything we need to say about that before we get into it. The first question comes from a new patron. A new patron, uh, who we're going to have to try extra hard to figure out how to pronounce the name of, because we definitely need to do it. So, it's Mohammed Abshadi. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, how definitely close let we us are. know because you are paying us money, and the least we can learn how to do is pronounce your name correctly. Yes. So this was a message on Patreon, and they say, "Hello, I find it annoying that Injustice hasn't been updated for almost a year now. They are losing their fan base. I don't think they realize how important Injustice really is. What are your thoughts on this?" And then we also have sort of a corollary comment from Red Lightning, um, colon three. Is that a butt smile? I think it's just a smile. I don't oh, know okay. if it needs to be a butt smile. I don't know. Isn't the three supposed to be like a butt emoji or something? I don't think so. I think we've moved past that. And okay. ASCII so characters aren't emojis it's for like sure. It's like a peach? <laughs> well, the peach is the butt now, yeah. But I don't think... I don't think... You, you've brought a button to it. I don't think Red Lightning... I don't think that was the initial intention okay. of the username. But anyways, Red Lightning says, I really wish Injustice would start getting updated again. Like actually add new characters and stuff. I don't really like Injustice 2. BDCKR, it's okay if you don't answer, but I would really like it if you did. So my question is, do you think Injustice will ever start updating again? Yeah, so they're definitely related questions. I think Mohammed makes a couple of, more than a couple of interesting points. I yeah. think definitely there's a fan base, and I think that fan base has been bleeding out pretty consistently for a while now. Even, yeah. when, even when there were updates, we're, we're pretty late in the life cycle of a mobile game that's not Candy Crush. Yeah, and and there have been really enjoying mobile games, but most of them have uh, true online in a more meaningful sense, mm. where there's either online, like, symmetric online play, where there's two people playing at once, or in games like Clash of Clans, you have a much more active and involved online component that involves actually building community on the apps, right? Right. So everything that I've seen that has sort of survived this long has some sort of social online component yeah that, oh that online definitely that's very important yeah because the social component of injustice really was the forums yeah i mean when you fight somebody if you don't get to talk to them in any any way at all like not even like what was that game that that pe club penguin game yeah where you used to be able to interact with people but you get preset um statements that you can i don't use, think right? you just got preset statements i think the preset statements was for like the child mode oh where you couldn't okay. say stuff and then if you i don't remember though so what's funny is when in when I was in high school, they computerized the report cards, and the teachers had options. They had a, a slew of choices that they could pick. Yeah. So because I'd done particularly like the well, in the blanks. Yes. Well, sort of, but they're just statements that you could pull yeah. like whole cloth and just drop them in. Yeah. So I was doing well enough, and uh, it was a geography course. It was grade thirteen. This was back in the day when school went up to grade thirteen, and well, it actually was just after they dropped grade thirteen. They called it OAC instead. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what that stands for. You're allowed to write your own report card comments? My geography teacher said, okay, you've done so well, I will let you pick from this list which report card comments. I got to get. do that too. Okay. The, <laughs> the one I picked was, forgets to bring his crayons to class. That was an option. You forgot that for yourself? I picked that for myself. You picked that for yourself? That's funny. Yeah. It was funny that it was even available, and now I have proof that that was one of the options that teachers could choose about their high school students. In grade 
the summer of grade nine, so I guess in between grade nine and ten, grade nine point five, if yeah. we're using our uh, nomenclature for gear. Yeah. Um, okay. We grade nine becoming grade ten. Um, I took civics and careers early because it was a required course, and a lot of people did that. It was useless. I don't know why I did it. And summer school is pretty <laughs> soul crushing. It is. Um, so it was not a positive experience overall. Because you know, like you're not like I don't know why. I it's not like I was even going for like. You know, I wasn't a super high fever right. in high school, so it wasn't right. like I was going for, like, the 90-plus and everything. Right. Uh, and so I was looking to, like, focus on it and get the easy mark in civics and careers. I was just cruising by and, like, you know, I it's grade right. 10, so nobody cares about setting yourself up for this the future. This is true. It literally mattered not at all. And it's not like we pushed you. No, you didn't. I did it on my own volition because I was with all a bunch of other uh, nerds <laughs> and all of them, a bunch of nerds with strict parents. And they were like, Oh yeah, you got to do summer school. You got to do it. Oh, and that then, kid who did s- summer camp. That was math camp. It was just his dad giving him. Oh yeah. Math where he said he went to math camp over the summer and it was three hours of math <laughs> worksheets <laughs> in his kitchen every day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, but so yeah. I got, I got bamboozled into doing summer school, but you know, I did actually have a great teacher. My, um, my civics teacher was really, really nice. Right. And so he let me pick my uh, report card stuff because he's like, oh, yeah, there's barely any options. It doesn't actually mean anything anyways. Right. Right. Like, we have so little. We can basically just say positive things right. or, or negative things. And then we can say at the end, like, the room for improvement thing where it's either, like, something big room for improvement or there's some stuff which is, like, you know, continue their current work. Right. So I, I don't remember if I was able to actually pick, like... As a final, final thing, I definitely remember I got walked through the process and shown what all the options right. were on my report card. Right. So, you know. Okay. I have a summer school story. So, I took okay. summer school once, too. So, I mean, one year I actually was uh, a teacher's assistant, like, later on when I was old enough to get a summer job. Yeah. But one year I actually took computers because... So, my funny thing was that in high school, I ended up transferring in the middle of high school. Well, mm-hmm. early on in high school. So, the way... You know how there's certain minimum credits that you need? And yeah. each school has their own setup a little bit. So if there's like one credit that's required, that's the year you do it. And yeah. they happen to flip. So there's certain credits that I needed to take. So I ended up doing summer school to get caught up. And I don't even know why I needed it. It was something to do with math, but I took computer science. And, okay, so this is how old I was. <laughs> or I am. This is how long ago it was. You're I took computer yourself. science. I am totally dating myself. We did, the computer course was in Fortran. And we did it on computer cards. So wow. we'd have to take the cards, you'd have to plan it out, you'd have to keep Ten it in order. Dinosaur. Yeah, and then you would mark off in pencil what you wanted each thing to say, and you would feed it into the machine, and then it would do its thing. Very applicable in today's world. All right, but and that's not even the entire story. The reason why I even remember that is because there was somebody in the class, she was much older than everybody else, but she was taking it, I guess, as a mature student, and she needed a lot of help. So, listen... I, there was nothing else to do. It was pretty boring. It was relatively like basic. So I helped her yeah. out. So at the end of the year, she gave me a homemade jar of, um, uh, there's this jam. I can't the, remember. The, the longer that you held on homemade jar without telling people what was okay, in it, homemade jar of jam. increasingly but, apprehensive. But I, I couldn't, I can't remember. It was some sort of, some sort of not like a standard kind of jam. I mean, but it's not uncommon. I can't even remember what it was. And she also gave me a check for $5 as like a token and at the time it was a big deal because mm-hmm. you know like five dollars was a lot huge. of comic books well yeah it was and it's not like um like it's not like there was some sort of understanding and saying okay so if you help me out i'll give you this this is like a tutor yeah. it was just helping out for nothing so it was like a nice surprise at the end of it so i actually had a pretty positive um summer school experience even though i agree with you like taking a course in summer 
is kind of soul crushing, especially when it's the same do. course every day. And like the in between yes. courses, like they know how bad it is because they give you fifteen minute breaks where you just stand out in the hallway for fifteen minutes. Right. Right. Because you know how. Because it's not like it's high school, right? You can. Okay. You're allowed to go to the washroom in class. It's not like a washroom what? break, right? It's but, not like prison okay. wardens. So what I would do is I would. I can't even remember whether it was this school, summer school, or whether it was like a Saturday uh, language school. But yeah. I remember during those breaks at strange high schools, I would sneak into their library and borrow some of their books and read them. That's fun. Yeah, that's how I read Flower Shadows Night. It was oh, like one okay. of the, the the library books. I remember that very distinctly because I thought, how lucky are they that they have such a good selection of books? See, I'm I'm gonna segue to a computer science story. Okay, all right. Talking about that, we're not answering the question at all. We'll we will get back to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. but um, in high school, uh, I took computer science, and I generally enjoyed the class. Right. Um, See, I feel like I talk more about the bad teachers that I've had than the good teachers. You do, actually. I think you do. Because they're much, they're more interesting. Saying you had a great teacher, there's not a story there, right? There the can same be. Way. There can be. I've had yeah. some wonderful teachers. I've had, the vast majority of my teachers have been really good. But um, this teacher that I had was another one of the ones who was not so good. He, at one point, um, had me <laughs> pull, I don't know if I've told you this before. <laughs> at one point, um, I forget there was like a school shooter or a bomber or something. I think there was what? a, there was a oh. domestic terrorist and he said they released photos of him as a kid and he kind of looks like you. And I was on my computer, I was coding and he had me pull up the pictures of this like terrorist as a kid and was like, doesn't yeah. he sort of look like you? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess so. Oh like, my God. He, yeah, no. So he was, when I say bad, I'm not talking about bad at teaching. I'm talking about bad at like, humaning. He put a, he put a kick me sign on one kid's back at some point. I was oh, not in the class God. when he did it. No, th- that part's a funny story because they sort of had a standoff because he put a kick me sign on his back and the kid totally flew off the handle and screamed at him and cussed him out. And at the end of it, they both were just sort of angry and upset at the other person and could do absolutely nothing because they're both, you know. Well, the teacher is inst- the instigator, right? The teacher is the instigator, but they, they both sort of left it. So when I say bad teacher, I mean, he was like, like <laughs> he was a bad human. Eh. I, would, I don't know if I would go that far. People liked him. Some people liked him. Um, Some people like Trump. <laughs> he dressed up as Trump for Halloween. Oh, did he? He did. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I, a good friend in that class who I uh, still keep in touch with, I think this was like grade 10 or 11 maybe, Okay. Um, w- was really proficient at coding. Right. Uh and was always like a month ahead of us. Right. And so there was a lesson component of each class, which was about half an hour worth, um, or 45 minutes, you know, okay. um, of him so just some... scrolling through a PDF okay. that he had made like 10 years ago. And it always started out with attendance. So he would bring people to the center and he would make attendance last really long. Like he would ask, he would tell people about what his kids did over the weekend, about stuff that he right. did. He would be like, does anybody know any like good Chinese places nearby? Like it would be a whole thing. You know, he would just basically like talk with us. Right. And so that was great for people who didn't show up to class and didn't really care. Right. Cause right. you know, he gave us enough time to do what we needed for coding. At one point I I had a bug in my code. Uh, I asked him to help me uh, troubleshoot it. And he said, Mm. okay, I'll tell you, but you had to listen to the story first. (laughs) (laughs) And and I, I I said to him, like, can you do this first and then, 
tell me the story. Because you have my undivided attention. I can actually pay attention. And he to said no. And I was like, so I had to listen to the story. And he's like, yeah, it's required. And then he told me the story. Um, and then he couldn't figure out the bug in the code. And then the like, person who sat next to me who I'm talking about uh, fixed it for me. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't really do this i don't work in okay. java this so, way so a lot what you're saying is your teacher owed you a time where when he started telling a story you could just sh- tune out and shut down well he never th- he would tell stories to the class but he i don't he, he never told me a personal story again you're right i probably could have used that i mean he he had some sense of fairness i'm sure if i had another time that he wanted to tell me a story first i could have invoked that but like he he genuinely and it was like not an appropriate story um, <laughs> i don't remember exactly what it was i do remember that um part of it included that there was a running joke in his family that the men in his family will leave their wives and marry red-headed secretaries oh my god <laughs> like that was a component of the story but anyway so the point is he would make you know Haha, <laughs> marriage infidelity is always such a funny thing. I, I, well, I don't know if there's any direct infidelity implied. I think it would just, they would leave their wives and then eventually get together with their secretaries. You know, the the implication is definitely different from the explicit content of the story. Okay. But um, he would have us sit in the front and he would just talk and he would go through people's names and he would just like riff and try to find new nicknames for people <laughs> as he would go through the attendance. And, <laughs> like Michael Scott yeah, in the office. In a lot of ways, he was like Michael Scott. Um <laughs> And, but just not, not, well, some people like being in a classroom environment with him. So I guess it's different people's responses to Michael Scott too. Um, but so that was great for anybody who didn't want to do any work in the class. And it sucked for my friend who wanted to code was about a month ahead. And so he would, we would get on the computer and he would start coding right away. And then our teacher would be like, can you come to the center of the room? And my friend would go, "I've, I've already done this lesson. I'm about a month ahead. Can I like is it okay if I just code? And it's like, no, you got to come to the center, right? Where you got to, like, I, I got to... Can I do the work for this class? Yeah, am, am I, I allowed am to? I allowed to <laughs> am I allowed to be productive? Am I allowed to code in this coding class? And he would go, no, you got to come to the center, right? I got to teach the lesson, you know, make sure you understand it right or whatever. He, he would never give a great explanation. He just said, basically, no, you know, I said, so you got to come to the center. And then right. he would launch into his, like, 20-minute attendance spiel, and my friend would just be, like, pounding his head on the desk, not literally, but he would be so frustrated. And so he was just mad that entire, right. <laughs> that entire like semester just because it was 75 minutes of class and you could have gotten a lot of good stuff done right. and I learned more from my friend than I did from my teacher in that case was that the one that helped you unfix your bug yeah okay yeah same yeah, person throughout all of it yeah um so there we go that's my computer science okay. story which all is right. a lot less positive than yours yeah that's but true I would say a little bit more entertaining maybe I still can't remember what that fruit was it's like an it's almost like an orange kind of thing it's used in... Oh, it's going to bug I me until no I look clue. it up. Is, it, is there a fruit jam that brings with C? Clementine? No. No, it's not Cranberry? that. Okay. No. So, okay. so well, let me get back to the okay. original question. Injustice. So, We're talking so, about whether or not we think injustice is getting any I, yeah. updates. And, and the way Muhammad phrased it was, I don't think they realize how important justice really is. And I guess probably more than anybody else, they for themselves, they probably realize how important it is. And to them, it's not important at all, except maybe <laughs> as a... A revenue generator, right? Like That's it's, a sad way of thinking about it. But. it well, no, it's it's all a matter of perspective, right? For us, it's important because this is probably the most important uh, mobile game only because if it didn't, without this mobile game, this channel would not exist as it is now. For us, this is, I think, the most important video game ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just personally. Yeah. I mean, think of all the things that have stemmed from that, right? Like, I mean, I'm reminded of that now where, um, oh, I should mention, uh, speaking of things, I mean, at one point we were doing unboxings. And we used to recommend stuff at the end of it. One thing I do want to point out and recommend is that 
uh, Canon Grawl, who is the artist Ooh, and author yeah. of Max Overax, which was an online uh, comic book or com- sorry, uh, comic strip. Webcomic is, web the, is that, oh, so that's is what, what the youth are saying. Is what the youth are saying. Okay, so um, so he's had a, a tough time of it lately. So in the last couple of years, he uh, stopped making his comic because he had a brain tumor. Yeah. And he's been recovering, and he's finally getting back around to not only putting together a second book, a collection of his uh, online strips, he's also making plans in the near future of continuing to do his webcomic. Yeah, and so, you know... So the Kickstarter... Kickstarter. Supporting my right, Kickstarter. Yeah, it's on right now. We have supported him, um, and it's a great comic. You can read all of them free online right now, but it's nice to have a signed sort of artifact in support of this guy who's doing such really interesting work. Yeah, so read Max Overax if you haven't, and uh, link in the description. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I'm, we talked about this before, and it's been a while since we've talked about it, but the biggest thing I want to point out is it's got a lot of the energy and the joy of Calvin and Hobbes, but it's taking it from a different perspective. Yeah. So instead of... Um, well, listen, if you're going to read it, I won't let it... I won't, don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a joy to it, yeah. I think, that, um, yeah, I, 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 th- I, it just it comes across beautifully in both the stories and the art. Highly recommended. Check it out. And if you're so inclined, you've got time to support his Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. So, there uh, we go. So, uh, so we, t- we justice ask- updating. We have not answered. Okay, so, so, all right, so... Um, so I, I want to get back to my thoughts on the how important it is, right? Yeah. So it, clearly, it's the most important thing. This channel would not exist without it. We did some unboxings for a while, but that petered out. And it was this part, the video gaming part, which that is, made this sustainable. Is so actually, is more injusticing part because there's not much in the way of other video games that got any views. Yeah. So that's been our success in terms of the audience, our ad revenue, which is not much now, but it's the fact that it's anything is entirely because of and injustice. Patreon support. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So so here's the thing, right? It's but from their point of view, they've got injustice too, which is from what I understand, a bigger money maker. Injustice One was originally meant to be an ad for the console game, which has been superseded by Injustice Two, the console game. Yeah. So I think they probably know as well as anybody can that it's probably not that important to them, and it's why they're putting in so little effort. I mean, it's not like they're not putting in any effort. Mm-hmm. So the related question for Red Lightning was: Are they going to update? It? And it's, I'm, I'm going to say it seems really unlikely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in, in the history of the Injustice game. A lot of things just happen. No warning, no announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been patterns of just stuff. And a lot of times you can make inferences from them because the patterns repeat. But we've also had times where things just changed abruptly. So the main pattern now is that there has not been an update since February 2019. And we're getting on to a full year since then. And that's probably the most compelling argument that there's not going to be another update. Yeah. Even though they are maintaining the multiplayer seasons and the challenges. And you could say, well, maybe it's all automated. And it sort of is and sort of not. Because when they had the Joker movie come out, they interrupted it by sticking the Suicide Squad characters mm-hmm. in it for the challenges, right? There's definitely little touches of, you know, human contact with the game every now and then. But it's really hard to tell. And it doesn't seem like they're making any sort of long-term 
like content content for it yeah no i agree i mean it's been so long since the last like i said we're we're, we're heading onto a year now and it used to be it would average what about six was it would it be six weeks eight weeks something like two months somewhere around two months uh, i'd have to go back to the numbers and check it's been so long since i haven't really thought about the idea of how often it updates but it's yeah. way past due um and I, I think the only way that there would be a new update is if somehow, almost impossibly, there'd be like a big uh, uptick in income generated from the game. And I, mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening anymore because people are now getting frustrated enough that they're avoiding playing completely. And there's yeah. a plenty of free-to-play players. I, I wonder for the whales who play games, if there's any appeal in spending money on a game that's years old or whether it's only for like a new game and they want to get ahead. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I, I wouldn't know I'm not yeah, a whale. Yeah, and that's another thing with the whale, right, is that there's less of a, less of a push for that when there isn't sort of a, an active social element of it, right? Right! Yeah, that's a big point because, again, so Warner Brothers, when they changed their servers and changed their site, the official forum just disappeared. They, I think they, they, they announced that they were going to... Uh, Migrate it or something? Yeah, and they ended up not like they just there's not even a forum anymore. Yeah. So the GameFAQs forum was the first one to go. The subreddit for it is still sort of semi-active. There's a few regulars there, but there's not nearly as much interest. But it was really when the official forum went that we we could notice based on the traffic on our channel just how much the fan base had sort of dissipated, had just sort of almost slowly disappeared yeah around that so time. there we go i think that's our answer as unfortunate as it was i'm glad we started out with some fun stories about school beforehand <laughs> <laughs> well it was it was sort of i mean it was related in terms of i mean it's it's just how important this uh this game has been yeah yeah so there we go our next question comes from Damon uh, two one zero three zero six, and they say, "Any idea on which rewards in multiplayer are worth doing?" So it's an interesting way to frame the question, because I'll take the opposite tack. It's like that joke about how um, why well, I'm going to script the joke. So let me just answer the question first, so then can, <laughs> so I can make sure I don't get to my point. So it's probably more useful talking about which rewards are not worth doing, because I'd say most of the multiplayer rewards are worth it, mm-hmm. and I'll say that. Um, there's a maybe a couple gears that that we pretty much never use, mm-hmm. and then that would be the Batmobile, which to me is one of the worst legendary gears, yeah, because it's got so many abilities that are Batman specific, and the one ability that's not isn't that great, and the ones that are specific to Batman aren't that great either because the game has moved away from using supers, um, and Scarecrow's mask because the abilities are actually even though they're available to everybody are are, are, are kind of crappy, mm-hmm. so here. Here's the biggest problem with multiplayer. Not not problem, but the difficulty in saying which which ones are worth it. The problem is that all the characters are worth doing, even if you don't like them, because there's you're going to get some joy out of playing around with them, and you might discover that there's things that you didn't expect once you've actually had a chance to play them at a higher level. Yeah, because you, you really can't know for sure, for sure, until you get them. Yeah, yeah. And the flip side is, okay, so that's for characters, but for gears, if... There are, and there are, if there are gears that are not worth doing because we don't really have use for them, as collectors, we still want them, yeah. right? We want a complete collection and you only need to be in the top 5% to get one copy, which is all you ever need. You don't need multiple copies. I mean, it's nice to have it to, to you know, 
break for shards, mm -hmm. but you don't need them. And I mean, it's they're all they're all pretty good. And the characters, the problem is that it takes a long time, a few seasons to collect enough to max them out. Yeah. So there's in some ways there's almost too many things to do in injustice. Yeah. I mean, definitely there's too many things to do in injustice. I would say. Yeah, so the character, so the joke I was thinking of was the one where there's the the captain on the boat, mm -hmm. and you know there's some sort of thing that on boats I guess in the old days where you used to keep a log, the captain would keep a journal. The Captain's same way they log, yeah, yeah. So the same way they make uh, do a version of it on Star Trek, but they used to do that on real boats, mm -hmm. and so the captain would put in notes saying, you know, the first mate was drinking again today. Yeah. And the first mate was drinking it a day, so he'd make notes each day. Yeah. And one day, this first mate got in and snuck into his own note and said the captain was not drinking today. Oh, there you go. So okay. You told the joke, right? Have I told that joke? Okay. No, you told it correctly. Oh, I can't remember if I told it before, but that's the idea, right? Have. So when they say, when uh, Damien says which rewards in multiplayer are worth doing, which rewards are not worth doing sort of implies that the rest are, and they are. Because I think out of all the rewards, really, the Batmobile and Scarecrow's mask... Oh, in the old days, there used to be non-exclusive seasons. Mm -hmm. So there was, at one point, you'd have, we would just talk gear. about regular seasons. Yeah, you just have gear. And they'd screwed up the ranking one time. So if we ever see another season that doesn't have a multiplayer exclusive, you'll see that I think it's like the 5 or the 10% level. Mm -hmm. The reward is higher than the 1% level. Yeah. For the the gear, but not for the, the power credits. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a, an exploit technically next week we never, never got to do like yeah years ago so we we had the notes from it and then it just never came back because they started introducing too many multiplayer rewards that it just we never had a regular season again mm -hmm. so there we go i should point out too that, that that's the answer to the question but if we were because we're clearly not doing this youtube thing right if we were doing the youtube thing right like what we should be having is some sort of controversial position about how certain gears are really good and certain good gears are really crap and then it would, in, you know, invite people to to have like a um, hate com, like you know, like really have negative comments in it and argue in the comments about how wrong we are. I think it's really bold views. of you to assume that one people are invested <laughs> enough in injustice to get angry about somebody that saying gears are good. Number two, that we can generate rage views that people are going to be like sharing, like, look at what this dumbass said <laughs> about injustice. And that three, people are engaged enough with our videos that that moment will come to pass and they'll comment and they'll be like, this is dumb. You're dumb. I don't know if people are thinking, I, maybe people are. But, you know, we'll say something in a video and, you know, people won't comment on it. So I don't know. Why. <laughs> I think there's, there's a lot of propositions here that we would be successful if we talked about this dying game in a worse way, okay, in so, a less informed sense. So what's funny, I think, about our, our YouTube history is that there's some things where we got really, really lucky on the timing. Yeah. And a lot of other things where we just screwed up the timing completely. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there was a time where we had a huge number of views. Um, and we leveraged it a little bit. We did a few things right where yeah. I was able to get some uh, free review copies of books that I liked. We got some subscription stuff. Yeah. And that, that was, was kind of cool. But I think in terms of the support, that back then there were people actually saying, hey, we'd like to support you and do something for you. On Patreon. And we just never did. And when, by the time we did, I think um, our, our actual moment had passed. I mean, I completely appreciate the people that are supporting us now I i'm surprised that there's many an okay time but i mean what we're talking about now is like our videos like our weekly 
uh, P and Q and C and A and T videos, we're getting a few hundred. Oh, you're getting into a later question. Well, it's sort of, but I mean, there were times where we'd get uh, a, consistently a thousand each week. And some of our most popular videos, if you look on our channel, we're talking like 300,000 views, right? Yeah. So clearly the time to uh, do something with the channel in a way to sort of uh, take advantage of the notoriety, like branch out and other stuff, where we could have done it effectively has, has sort of passed us by. So our timing on that has been sort of off. I mean, I don't mind it, but it's just interesting that, you know, because the questions that's coming up, like you mentioned, is has got me thinking a little bit about the history of our of yeah. what we've been doing. So there we go. Uh, our next question comes from Marcos Moran, and they ask, what's the ratio of those that watch in video versus in podcast? So there's a couple of things that are embedded in this question that are kind of interesting to mm -hmm. me, right? So the ratio of those that watch in video versus in podcast... So the easiest thing that I can do is I can tell you the people, the number of people who are watching it in podcast and, um, you know, the people who are watching, um, it on video, right? Those views are publicly available. Right. Right. So, uh, our last episode, 14 plays, the one before that 16, then 18, 16, 10, 17, 15, 17, 17, 17, 17. And the further back you go, it jumps into the twenties, uh, like, and then every once in a while it hits 30, every once in a while it gets 18. So... Uh, the old enough ones, depending on whether uh, it, they're slowly accumulating over time. What are those dollar signs on them? Um, oh, that was just uh, potential to be monetized, but we never got any ad plugs to put in it. So, oh, okay. Um, but so the they're getting uh, a, over a dozen pretty consistently. Right. Uh, and depending on whether they're slowly accumulating over the course of weeks or they're just dropping off, uh, it seems like they hop up past like before a certain point to you know over 20 i think pretty consistently so it sounds like the podcast probably has a little bit more legs in terms of the old stuff but what we're talking about are really small numbers yeah so if we look less at than YouTube, 50 pretty much always i think yeah even the the first yeah one, the always less than 50 including the this is a good time if you're listening now and you haven't yet the first ever episode that we uploaded on our podcast is an hour and five minutes of content that's only up there where we just sort of wax poetic about it's our origin our channel. story yeah, yeah so uh that's got 46 plates closest to 50 but if you for some reason if you're starved for more of our content you can go ahead and check that out that's an extra hour and a bit of stuff that's right. not going up anywhere else so you have more expertise on the podcast because you actually set all that up mm -hmm. and the youtube i have access to so i have a few ideas about the numbers because the numbers are are interesting like more people are aware of youtube numbers because they're so transparent and visible yeah so you've got views and you've got time watched and the original question was about people right what's the ratio mm -hmm. of those that watch in video versus in podcast mm -hmm. because the our p and q and cna and t videos are so long it's very likely that the number of views aren't all unique viewers yeah because there's only a short amount of time that it takes a trigger view but what we're looking at are podcasts sort of videos that are between 40 minutes and an hour. Yeah, and podcasts are different because they're based off of downloads primarily. And when they're streams, I don't know how streams are calculated exactly, but it's closer to one It is one person It feels watching. like it, yeah. Even if they don't eventually watch it, they are downloading, so they're subscribed, right? Yeah. Um, so the number of views is probably not... It's probably a multiple of the actual number of unique people that are, are watching. Yeah. And if the retention numbers are accurate, average view time hovers just below, say, 20% of the length of the video. Which is still pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they're, I mean, they are long. I, I, I appreciate that it takes a huge amount of patience to be mm -hmm. sitting with the YouTube video. And I, I also recognize that that's why 
uh, we were willing to go with the podcast and why people were asking for mm-hmm. it because it was easier to take the podcast with you than it is to take YouTube with you if you don't, unless you want to pay extra money. Yeah, and it, it also makes sense because um, anything over 30 seconds counts as a view, right? Right. So if you think about it, that includes the really low end of the spectrum where people watch it for like a minute, right? Right. So if somebody watches it for like a minute versus watching the, like one person watching the entire thing, right? Your, your watch time on that on average is pretty close to the 50% mark just because of how long our videos are, right? Right. right. So it only takes a couple of people watching very little time for it to really sort of lock it at sort of the most it can get being like the 50%. So the fact that we get 20 is still pretty good. Yeah. So I think if... If we're going to look at how many people, because in my mind, some of these people might come back and watch more of it later. Yeah. And I think if on average, if I add it out to 20, and who knows, like averages are funny things. Like it's not like we've got a median, mm-hmm. median number or anything, right? And the funny thing about that is it means that the average listener here has stopped listening. So we can say whatever we want here. <laughs> That's true. Fans true. Only. <laughs> um, so if I had to make a, a stab, a guess at what how many times they'd be coming back. I'd say, you know, I don't expect them to listen to 100%, but mm-hmm. I think, say, at least half of the video. So that's taking, like, two or three views. Yeah. So if we take the number of views divided by three to get to get an estimate number of people, lately we've been getting maybe about 100 people watching these particular videos. Yeah. And there's probably more views. I mean, different style of videos have different views, right? The weekly recap, I think, gets more, and I think more of those are unique because that's a shorter video. Yeah. Um, so I guess the long and short of it is that if you look at our views on the platform, it's like less than 5% um, when you compare the podcast to YouTube, right? Because we're getting so, right. hundreds of views here. Like, I don't know. Do you say 5%? Video. Yeah. Because when you're talking about like 20 views, right? Are we getting 400 views on the average video? I don't even... Maybe 300? Yeah. So then, you know, maybe maybe not more than uh, less than 5%, but yeah, hovering somewhere between like 5 and 10% maybe. So one in, one in twenty, one to twenty, or one to ten. Yeah. So the YouTube still is like ten times as much as popular, and it's I guess. definitely always like less than ten percent. I'm saying ten so, yeah. percent to make sure that I catch it. So, and I guess it makes sense too because if we're a lot of what we're doing now is the rambling that doesn't have a huge amount to do with the game. And when you're watching YouTube, at least in the background, we've got some gameplay. Right now, the gameplay is a demonstration of how to get through Phantom Zone quickly. And also the final crystal, so you can see a sample of the kind of rewards that you might expect. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Yeah. And our next and final question comes from Jim Halpert. Uh, and they say, sorry about this, just got a rant. Also, just a bit of background. I've been playing this game for at least eight years, maybe a little more. It has been the only game, besides maybe Minecraft, which isn't even mobile, but that's beside the point, that I have always come back to to enjoy and play. Very few games manage to be so entertaining short and long term. Injustice truly is a great game. I haven't been playing Injustice for quite a while now, and as a result, I have been, I have, as a result, not watching this great channel as much. I always thought that this would be the game that I would keep playing throughout my life, as strange as that sounds. The most invested I've probably been in a game. But there are some things that have really pushed me away. I think the main thing that really sucks is that every single good, interesting booster pack can only be bought with real money. The game was great when there was something to work for, but now for people such as myself at a certain phase in the game, this is pretty annoying. I have made very, very small progression the little I have played recently, because I have most of the challenge characters and a lot of online stuff, and for the past few years, what I have wanted has been in those booster packs, for 
example, Red Sun. It is also aggravating because I've spent years saving up credits and now I don't have anything good to spend them on. Back to talking about my phase compared to others, I see friends who decide to get the game and quickly make good progress thanks to all the challenges and game mechanics relevant to them, such as gold booster packs. And for the people who have just about everything, it doesn't matter because likely the stuff they still need is online or attainable only in some other way. I am stuck in the middle. I know there's nothing you can do, but maybe bringing this to the attention of people with a large audience, and then in brackets, you guys, can do something. Maybe we can work together to push the creators of the app to return to returning to the in-game credits. I sure know that if they made the change, I'd go from not playing the game to playing it all the time and telling everybody else about the game. And if nothing happens, well, thanks for being an amazing channel and giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Thank you very much. That was very complimentary, and we appreciate that. Yeah, uh, and I think... You know, it ties we, everything together actually really nicely. Yeah, I I think it's almost hard to bounce off that because it just, you know, it says everything that it needs to say, right? I think this person obviously understands exactly where they're at in the game, right? Uh, their uh, concerns with it are very well phrased. Right. I think the least accurate thing that they've said is that we have a large audience. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, I knew you were complimentary. Going there. Well, hey, if that, that that's, I think, the only hole that I can poke in that, and that's just them being nice to us, so, you know... That's true. That's maybe just more my inability to take a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it touches on all the, st all the previous questions too, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a nice sort of bow to tie it together. It, it is a great game. Yeah. Um, I don't think the devs care about the same things that we do. And they... And that makes sense. Well, sure. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, it's not like it's. there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. It just It's just what it is. And... I, I hear what he's, what Jim is a guy's name. Yeah, I yeah. But Jim he, Halpert is also the oh the office, straight right? guy from the office. So yeah, this yeah. is not a uh, straight man, not straight guy. Straight right. Man. What's the what's the TV? Oh, in a comedy routine where you've got one guy who's yeah. going to be the straight. What's the term for it? Because if you say which, if you're saying the wrong one, you're just saying that he's heterosexual, which is I think <laughs> everybody in the office. I I think. Oh no, not Oscar. Sorry. Yeah, not Oscar. Yeah, oh, you've erased office. Oscar. I didn't erase Oscar. I just didn't Temporarily. remember. Which um, <laughs> is hard because Michael's always just <laughs> joking about how he's gay. Anyways. So, you know, it is a straight man in a routine. Straight it's, man? Yeah, okay. straight man. Yeah, because if you use the wrong term, you're, you're not saying the you're same thing. You're not saying what you think you're saying. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think they care the same way because the, the mechanics have changed so much since the beginning, right? Remember when challenges were... Like for three weeks, yeah, and there'd be gaps. It was basically a month one cycle, yeah, yeah. So it's changed actually, so that if anything, it's easier in some ways for newer players to progress because challenge characters are much more accessible. Yeah, and in some ways, I think the game probably doesn't care nearly as much, or maybe cares in a different way, in a way that's not nearly as useful by giving us things to strive for long term such as some of the multiplayer characters and some of the metal characters, but I think the metal characters is broken in a way because it's so hard to do that the amount of time that it takes you to get them is prohibitive, and by the time you get anywhere, the game probably will be long dead. I mean, we're seeing it now, right? It's been, like we said earlier, almost a year. Yeah. And if it's going to take you two or three years to max out your metal characters, you know, by the time you... By the time you've lost interest in it, I think you, you won't be even close enough to, to get there if you're going to play it legitimately. Yeah, and if we continue moving at this trajectory and not too long, all of our content will either be non-injustice related or talking about how injustice is dying. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, a lot of the questions are, hey, 
What's uh, up with injustice? What's up with injustice? Yeah. Is it dead? I mean, I'm seeing that not only on our channel, but in the the subreddit too. On that's injustice. the discussion around this game now. We're circling the storm drain, and it's. I guess we should. This is probably a good time to point out too. Like, we are not. We're still in it. But in the next little bit, it might be disrupted a little bit because I will be making a trip. In, but what, what what we learned from last year when you were in school... Is that we can do asynchronous. Yeah, we can do it at a distance. And hopefully that means if I'm willing to travel with the computer, and I'm still sort of torn about that because I've heard horror stories about what happens in airplanes and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll see. But if I bring the good computer, we could probably still keep something up. The recaps, I think, will be the easiest. But the these Q&A things, which... I, I find just a lot more enjoyable in person. You might be able to record it on your phone and just send me the audio file for the recap. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, we'll see what we'll happens. Have to figure it out. We'll, we'll try to maintain some sort of content. This is going to be sometime in February where we're going to be separated by a huge distance. I mean, yeah. really halfway around the world. But I think we could probably work something out, even if it means that we, instead of doing a P and Q and C and A T, where we're actually having a conversation, we could do uh, record ahead of time some gameplay videos. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, look forward to that, I guess, or stay tuned for that. Maybe not look forward, but, um, yeah, there we go. And that's our last question. So to finish up, we would like, I'd like to give a shout out to Eliza plant-based Katen. She eats the food that my food eats. Uh, this, <laughs> this shout out has been brought to you by a late Christmas gift of a pair of pants, which I forgot to bring home with me Wait, last week. All right, she gave you a pair of pants? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. H&M shopping. Well, we shopped for a pair of pants. Oh, and so, okay, that's kind of they're, they're nice cool. pants. I'll show you them when I bring them home, which I have not done. Um, <laughs> but also... I'm it, liking this, Elisa. When am I going to get to meet her? I don't know. When yeah. at, at some point in the future. you All you know is that she's a vegetarian and has given me pants and vegetarian chicken nuggets. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> This okay. Is, this is why it's interesting. All right. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Um, a huge thank you to our supporters. Our on, online supporters. Our Patreon supporters. Uh, Console Peasant and Ed Woon, who are supporting us at the highest last word tier. Mohammed Albashedi at the Your Message Here tier. Sean Farrell, Daniel Simonson, Aaron Mall, and Michael Dupreeze, who support us on the credited level. And Chris Wolf at the gratitude level. Thanks so much also for watching. And we'll see you all next time. Komoda. Komoda.